make you so special? Why did he bless you? Think about it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Got a smile when I say that shit. I woke up this morning. Go. So we're live. We're live with Debo. Hello. Do you, I, I can say your full name. Do you care if I say it? Ah, uh, yeah, I don't care. Okay. A deep. Tell me if I'm butchering it. I'm think. I think I know how to say it. All right, let's go. A Debo Wale Adesay Adegunle. Yeah, that's it right there. There we go. First cool. time on. Uh, first time on the pod. That's everyone said. True. True. Well, uh, I'm excited to have you on. I would say you're. Uh, you're one of the wittiest people I know, and you've always supported me with all this. Uh, like YouTube stuff and all that, so I, I appreciate that as well. Hey, no problem, no problem. Thank you for the help. You're the also help. one of the most uh, like gregarious, just personable people I know. Like you're you're extremely good at like influencing people. Possibly the best person I know. I wow, too. thank you. It's high praise, actually. Hey, you gotta you gotta give with people, so uh, gotta send some love your way. Butter uh, you up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But yeah, shout out to people. People are tight. People are tight. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, here, let's just get into it, man. I, I got a question for you. What technological breakthrough do you think has had the greatest impact on humanity? Uh, it'd be easy to say the internet because... I feel that's a quick answer because that's, yeah, that's recently... It's, it's recent and, and it's free. And it's available to everybody, damn near anywhere. True. And it's, it's ubiquitous. Like, I mean... Like a billion people have Facebook. That's like a seventh of the world. That's crazy. I'd say in America, I've only been to America, never been to another country. Every American has the opportunity to get on the internet. Like you can go to the library and get on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even even the incredibly impoverished have it's available to them. It it doesn't discriminate. So I'd go I'd go with the internet. It's it's wild and it's information and it's there. And we also don't know the effects of what it's had yet, like in like where, where it's going to take us. Oh yeah, but it's taken it's taken me personally, very far. Just learning things on the fly, I can I can find out anything. There's no need to argue with people because we can just Google whether or not it's exactly. True. Yeah, that's why I like keeping this right here, like keeping the laptop right here. So like any bullshit that could possibly come out of my mouth right now, it's like. Like, I'm not sure if I'm right about this. Let's look it's it up. fact check. Yeah, exactly. A quick fact check. Doesn't kill anybody. And it also, anybody. it, it kind of adds some humility. Like, I might be wrong. You know oh, what I mean? yeah. Like, like, I'm probably wrong right now. Let's just check. Instead yeah. of, like, if we never had the internet, I might be like, yeah, no. Like, you double down on how, like, you're wrong. Like, you had, like no, man, I'm definitely right right now. Uh, granted, people on the internet still double down while <laughs> facing the fact that they are wrong. They'll just brave the storm. I respect that. I'm pretty sure uh, that's the... What's the what's that website? The definitions website. It's like the Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. I'm pretty sure that's the Urban Dic Dictionary definition of a troll. Yeah, uh, yeah. Probably. Well, that was that, that was total bullshit right there. Actually. Oh, I, see, I we made could, that up we on could, the spot. We can Urban Dictionary that right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Usually, I have like a, a TV setup hooked up to this, and then you can kind of see it on the camera. Yeah. But unfortunately, we're on the studio here. Alright, well maybe when I come in Springfield we can figure that out. Hey, come through, come through. <laughs> oh, this is the featured word of the day. Phased. Mm. When you're drunk or high. Mediocre word. We got so phased last night. I've never right. heard that no, That's awful. Uh, what, what was the word again? Troll. Troll. I used to spend a fair amount of time on this website when I was growing up. I actually made a definition on, uh, on Urban Dictionary the summer that I moved 
to Missouri, so I didn't have anything to do. It was catch flights, and every wait. What did you, what did you say? Sorry, I was reading the definition. I, I made a definition. It was catch <laughs> flights, and it was like to get high. And my my example was Jeremy. Someone asked, "Where's Jeremy?" I said, "Jeremy went to catch flights." <laughs> and uh, every single day for the summer, I would upvote it myself from just like my laptop. So it got like it got like ninety upvotes, and, <laughs> and then Urban Dictionary just deleted it. Oh, really? They're like, "Fuck this guy! He's absolutely up- <laughs> upvoting his own stupid ass definition." <laughs> and then liking it himself. Yeah. So I can respect it. Whatever. So did, were you thinking about like dropping out once you got ninety likes? Like, I was like, "Man, I could really do this Urban Dictionary thing." You could. You could. I mean, start monetizing this. Absolutely. We got to make money off it somehow. There's a check in there. I know what there is. There has to be a check in the Urban Dictionary. Definitions. Oh yeah. A fat check too. Mm-hmm. And I'll find it one day. <laughs> Just gotta start digging, man. I'm digging right now. Dig deep. Got my shovel on me. Oh, <laughs> came prepared. Absolutely. So a troll, and I, I think this is actually a pretty good summary of what a troll is. Um, hey, I'm gonna put this mic closer to you. Okay. It's super close to me. Uh, a troll, one who posts a deliberately provocative message to a news group or message board with the intention of causing maximum disruption and argumentation. That's fair. Just cause havoc. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, not someone you want to be around. No. A no. troll. No. Keep him away from me. <laughs> Keep that negativity away. Absolutely. Positive vibes. So I, I didn't write this down, but it just came to mind now. What was your, uh, what, what did you learn about yourself, like moving from Georgia to Missouri? Like, did you. Like, obviously, you have to adapt. You have to be kind of malleable in that situation yeah. to where, like, like all this, this new environment. I have to, I'm, did you kind of redefine who you were, like, have to? Well, initially, I wasn't malleable at all. I was very firm. I was like, you know what, fuck, or screw this. Like, like set in stone? I was like, prior to, my mom told me in the middle of my eighth grade year, hey, we're going to move up to Missouri. I said, no, we're not. She's <laughs> like, okay. And then we did move to Missouri, obviously. <laughs> and while I was here, I didn't do it. I came at the beginning of the summer, and that whole summer I didn't do anything. I just stayed inside, and I watched. I probably watched over 100 movies, and I probably, wow. I probably finished like three series. I read like two books, like nonfiction, like young adult, or fiction, like young adult books. But what was that time of your life like? Was that kind of boring? Or I liked it. I mean, I, that's something I do now. I do still watch a lot of television movies, and I don't read as many books, but I do read a lot of articles just on things. So, I mean, it was weird because I didn't have any friends. I went outside like ten times that summer. Yeah. I had no school, and the only thing I would do, I was I would go back to no Georgia. No opportunity to meet anybody. Exactly. I would go back to Georgia. I went back to Georgia like three times that summer just to kick it with some people, and then I would just come back and be bored again. But it was okay. I spent a lot of time alone. Probably a lot of like introspection. A lot of. I wasn't very introspective back then. I had nothing to think about. I was like thirteen. Okay. Yeah, really... you aren't really deep then. Yeah, no. I mean, I didn't really have any like profound thoughts. I still don't really. I still don't really think that deeply. I I feel like you do. I, I think not, you're kind of marginalizing yourself a little not, bit there. Not, pre, I don't, not introspective, though. Not about myself. Like, I... Just more about the, like, external mm-hmm, world kind of mm-hmm, deal. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, no, I mean, 
when I did get into school, I did learn that, I mean, I am, like you said, gregarious. Like, I can make friends easily. Uh-huh. And I just met a lot of people who I liked at school and outside of school and sports and whatnot. And now, like, in college, just, like, meet people. And, you know, it'd be nice. Like, it, I, t- I had to relearn how to meet and make friends. So. Right, right. Yeah, you get so, like, comfortable with, yeah. like, who you're with and all that. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, like like Nikki Schuler, she grew up and she had to switch schools yeah. every all the time, and like I always respected that. And mm. just, just anybody who's able to go to a new environment and like really just settle down and I don't know, I appreciate that. That's, yeah, she's, she'll thrive anywhere she goes. You can put her in the North Pole and she make friends. True, true, absolutely. Shout out to Nikki. Shout out. <laughs> so here's, here's another question for you: is, is intelligence or wisdom more important? Uh, hmm. I don't know. Intelligence is cool because, I mean, with intelligence you can innovate and you can, like, really change and create. But you're, I mean, if you're doing all that, you're going to be more prone to make mistakes, right? And that's where you gain wisdom. And and, and retrospection, you're looking back and then you gain wisdom. Uh, What's more important? Probably wisdom because you can make the same mistake six times and be the smartest guy in the world. But if you're wise, I mean, maybe you only make it once. You'll learn from it more. Absolutely. Yeah, wisdom, wisdom's kind of like an eternal truth that you can can base off of. It's yeah. almost like, like integrity with your truth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're both important. Why not both? You know? True, true. <laughs> I, what do, you, do you see yourself as more intelligent or more wise at uh, this age, at this point in time? Probably more intelligent. I feel like I do a lot of things I could pro- probably avoid with with just like a dose of wisdom like just a little sage wisdom just sprinkle it on me maybe I wouldn't have made this mistake or that mistake right right but I don't know do you ever, do, have you ever heard that quote it's like uh, something along the lines like you have to be dumb and stupid to be old and wise or something like that I've probably heard something to the to that effect I mean that does make sense though it's a, it, it, I think it's kind of like the premise of that is that you're gonna, you have to, you kind of have to fuck up. You have to kind of have to make mistakes yeah. in life to learn and grow. Yeah, wisdom is gained by experiences or totally. something along the lines of that, which, which is, I think is true. So, but I, I don't think there's any. People like to associate wisdom with like age, but I don't think that's necessarily true. Sure, I mean, you could be, you could have a chock full of experiences by eighteen and just be extremely wise there are probably people who are 13 who are more wise than I am true true you know what I'm saying so it's a case by case kind of thing like uh, maybe the little pump he's probably yeah, a lot no, more well, wise than anybody granted, <laughs> granted little pump is a Harvard graduate people forget this <laughs> yeah. people like to judge from the external like, yeah he has these colorful hair but he went to Harvard man he went to Harvard Harvard grad at 17 at 17 that's impressive big little, little pump guy big proponent of little pump you like, I mean, I I don't particularly like his music or I dislike his music. I think Gucci Gang is a banger. I just like that he's young and like doing doing well. Yeah, you gotta respect it. Yeah. You gotta respect I'm it. I'm really just a fan of anyone who's young and doing well for themselves, or anyone who's old and doing well for themselves. Like I don't, true, I don't care. True. Just people who are doing well for themselves. Who do you think? Who do you think some of the biggest influencers like? Basically, under twenty right now. Uh well, Lil Pump has a number one record, so him. You'd have to be uh, up there. Under 20, man? Gosh darn. Uh, those freaking Stranger Things kids. I don't know if they're genuinely influencing people. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. What's the... 
the idea of Stranger Things. I've heard of that so many times. Well, it's a television series on Netflix that became a cultural phenomenon. Like, people are enthralled by Stranger Things. When it, when it, the first time it came out last, because it's, it's set in the 80s. Okay. And people are drawn to nostalgia. Like, nostalgia will eat people alive. There's a nostalgia monster and it eats everybody up. People love to live in the past. Absolutely. For whatever reason. Yeah, so that that's a huge draw. It's like a horror type type show. And it's really good. So you throw that all into a blender and you get a cultural phenomenon, I guess. And people are in love with it. And there it features like six child actors and they're all pretty good. And... uh they're like 13 at the old, 16 I think is the oldest one and they're all pretty influential Millie Bobby Brown wow, so these are like young kids with so yeah. much power with so much of a yeah absolutely so much influence absolutely another influence. big influence wait what are you saying no you can go ahead another, another massive influencer who's just taking over YouTube right now I mean if you type in Jay right now the first thing you're going to get on YouTube is Jake Paul. Like, that oh, dude yeah. is taking... Those, those brothers, like, the way they've collaborated, it's just... It's so impressive to me. And, yeah, they are a little obnoxious, and they get a lot of shit for it, but the, the way they've taken over the internet, it's just... It's so impressive. Yeah, it is. it was by storm. I don't even find them particularly annoying or funny, but they're definitely... Like you said, influential and they're everywhere. It Undeniably like, so too. It feels like uh, they they get mentioned. They get and within the YouTube community. I think everyone who has a YouTube channel knows who Jake Paul is. That it's every day, bro. Has like like a hundred million views or something. That's crazy. It's not even a good song. It's just no, like no, it's, just, I mean, it's a little catchy. Not particularly, but <laughs> I think it's. I don't even know if it's supposed to be funny. It, it's not funny, so I don't think it's supposed to be funny. It it is what it is, and. People watch it, and, and people hate it, but people still watch it. That's all that matters. People still That's all that matters. Exactly. The fact that it's it's gathering so much of an opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, what's that Kanye line? It's in um, in his most recent album. It's like, it, I'm, I'd be worried if they say, everybody can oh, say yeah. something. I'd be worried if they say nothing. Yeah. I guess it, it's kind of along the lines of, uh, like, you kind of... Like, any, any attention's good. Yeah. Like, but there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah. And those guys have a lot of press. Just a lot. Totally. People are making, like, reaction videos and whatnot. To and their videos, which are going to give their videos more looks. Because exactly. they're going to want to go watch them. That's just a funnel straight to Jake Paul's pockets. So You're right. Like, there are a lot of YouTubers that actually will base their... Uh, channel. Yeah, base their entire channel. Uh, the, the, they will spend time making fun of Jake Paul and Logan Paul, but in return, that's only helping them out. So they're probably thankful for that. Exactly. Haters are their motivators. Wow, it makes you think. <laughs> but yeah, was that, that was that some uh, Nicki Minaj right there? Little Nicki. I think it's like it's from a James Franco film. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't okay. know. I, I can't remember. <laughs> Haters are my motivators. Find the I just remember this that Nikki song by Two Chains. Uh Nikki, 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 put it in her kidney. Man, that is graphic. <laughs> that is so graphic. Makes you think and it makes you think visually. Mm-hmm. Wait, what was the line again? Haters are my motivators. Well, I might I, I might have a new phone screensaver because of what you just said. Huh? <laughs> this is what I'm here to do is inspire.
Doesn't say it doesn't say who it's by. It's probably honestly, it's probably one of those just cliche things. Yeah. Oh, Meek Mill has a song called "Hate Is My Motivator." Hmm. Meek, free Meek, freak Meek, freak Meek, free Meek Mill. Yeah, what happened to him? I don't, I'm not entirely sure, but he is in jail, I think, and hopefully he stops being in jail. That'd be ideal. I like his music. I'm a big fan. Do you do you think the law should like? Do you think there should be kind of a? We should almost look the other way as a culture if we like value their music enough. No, I don't think so either. No, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but because then, then then you get famous and you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, which would be tight. I, if I was famous, I'd definitely be for that. Right, right. But I'm not, so we'll wait till then. <laughs> but uh, I think that some celebrities do get actively plotted against because of their fame. So I mean, I guess it works both ways. Kind of become a target at that yeah. point. But I'd say it, it's mostly the other way. I'd assume they they get off for doing stuff more than they like are targeted. Totally. Yeah. And they can afford the best lawyers, so that's uh -huh. only going to work to their benefit uh -huh. as well. So. Well, yeah. It's life. Well, it, it, so uh, I, I think every sport, I think it's kind of cool how every sport kind of has this notorious person that's like considered like the greatest of all time. Like, for sure. example... Uh, basketball is Michael Jordan. Uh, baseball has like Babe Ruth. Uh, soccer is Pele. Like just, just kind of the legends. Like who would you say? Do you think? Do you think some of these people are starting to get surpassed, or maybe they've been surpassed multiple times? Uh, well, I think, I think the greatest basketball players play basketball right now. I think that's probably LeBron James, and I think the greatest soccer player is playing soccer right now, and I think that's Lionel Messi. And I think it's kind of polar opposites because people are willing to say that Messi is the greatest of all time within uh, soccer pundit circles, like right. those people. They'll entertain the idea at least. Uh, there's such a I don't, there's such a lore around Michael Jordan and what he is and what what he became and what he is now. Like there's like. Teflon. Everything that you try to throw at him, it won't stick. If people entertain the idea of LeBron being the greatest of all time, uh -huh. it, it's it's a very polarizing thought. Like it's 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 like almost inflammatory. People will be genuinely upset. You, it's like you can't even bring it up. Like oh, if I say I think LeBron's the greatest of all time, people are how would you say that about Michael Jordan? It's like it has nothing to do with Michael Jordan. Right. I just think LeBron's the best player who's ever stepped on a basketball court. But people. I don't know. People just they can't they can't let it go. Totally, totally. And you're right. That does bring up a huge debate. Yeah, I'd say that's the biggest one right now. No, like no LeBron doubt. and Jordan. Yeah. Is there is there any like debate between Kobe and Jordan as well? No, none. People just pretty much mutually agreed that Jordan's better than Kobe ever was. That is definitely the consensus. Okay. No question. I think people just like Kobe because he's from their childhood. If you're like 13 when Kobe won his. Uh, last championship you'd still love Kobe and that's what that's what people are doing basically Kobe was a great basketball player and I'm all for people making fun of Kobe on the internet I think it's funny he was a great basketball player he's just nowhere near Michael Jordan therefore he's nowhere near LeBron James you know okay yeah, yeah 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 LeBron's a tank man he's incredible he's a tank incredible uh, incredible at his craft I don't I don't know much about him as a person compared to Kobe like I, I in, in Michael Jordan like I I 
love those obsessive personalities that are just obsessed with su success mm -hmm. and like on that whole new level that's like almost unimaginable yeah see both Kobe and Michael Jordan were just fueled by basketball but they're also probably both sociopaths LeBron James is probably a cool dude to be around like I'd like to have LeBron as a friend right He's, you're right he does seem like more normal yeah he's uh and Kobe is just driven by basketball. Kobe once said that he doesn't need friends because he has like his family and he has basketball. Which is fair. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's also nothing wrong with like having a drive that isn't obsessive because basketball isn't everything. And nothing is everything. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Like you can have multiple passions. And Kobe does have multiple passions but there's one at the very, very forefront and it got to the point where he couldn't even have he can even be like amiable with like people like do you think he was like he was too obsessed uh, do you think there's even such thing as too obsessed with your craft i mean sure if you like alienate the people around you unless you sure. want to alienate the people around you and then you can do that if you see them I, as a distraction i mean it's yeah, totally plausible yeah i don't know i there probably is such a thing as too obsessed i don't think it was kobe though uh -huh. I, don't, I don't think that was him but i don't know i guess if you love something enough you'll do whatever Ooh, shit. True. I don't. I, I bet. I bet all three of those guys would be somewhat amiable. Like between those, like I bet. I bet I'd get along with all three. But I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like LeBron does seem like the the most chill, mm -hmm. the most affable. Like he probably try to make you laugh. Right. I, I don't know if Kobe's really smart too, but I don't think he's trying to make you laugh. Okay. Okay. But I wonder, I'm curious where they uh, where he'll go with his career now. Now that he's been retired for a few years. Well, I mean, he could. I think start putting all that energy into like business or something. He could do whatever. He's he's pretty wealthy through Nike and his basketball endeavors. So, I mean, he he can do whatever, and he's still relatively young. Like the thing is, sports players retire <laughs> like thirty years before regular people retire. So true. So they're young and they have a lot of time. Kobe obviously has a family. Has like three daughters. I think he's coaching one of his daughters' basketball teams. No, good for him. Yeah, so that's that's something that he's spending time. It's like on. they just suck. They're just like the worst team in the league. Yeah, they're just terrible, but he's having a great time doing it. Yeah, he's just, just smiling on the bench. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even remember what the question was, but oh, it was like greatest. But yeah. That little tangent right there. Do you think somebody who, who retires like that, who's just been obsessed with their craft, just going hard, all their focus, all their time, all their energy is going into this, do you think, do you think, uh, like, I think a lot of people, they think, like, I want to get rich, then I want to chill. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think somebody who's that obsessed could just be complacent with life after that. Fair. I, I mean, I think that makes sense. The only thing, the only counter that is, sorry. Only counter that is Kobe's forty years old. I'd I'd say he's been playing basketball for thirty eight of those years since he was like two wow. years old. His father played basketball in Italy. He comes over from Italy. He lives in Philadelphia. He plays basketball. Straight out of high school, he gets picked by the Charlotte Hornets. Traded to the Lakers. Plays basketball. Plays basketball every single day. Like I I don't know. I you can be obsessed with something and still want to distance yourself from it. Because you've been around it so long. I mean, that's, that's the one constant in Kobe being Bryant's life is that his basketball is an orange ball inflated with air. Totally. And I, I know me personally, like, uh, I was always so, like, indulged. Uh, so much of my time was indulged in soccer growing up from, I don't know, probably age 
I don't even know, five to 18. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I, like, like while I was going through that, I'm like, I love this sport. I love it. I really do. But at the same time, like I, there's so much I want to try in life that like soccer's kind of restricted me from doing. Yeah. And that was kind of irksome to me. And I, I could see that I could see him like wanting to put his creative energy into something else instead of basketball. Like if, if you looked at it that way, I don't know if he, maybe he just was so obsessed. He didn't think like, what if I was doing something else like I was personally? Maybe he was more committed than I was, but I could see that. Yeah, yeah, there are definitely parallels. He'll probably he'll probably try to profit in some way to uh, like through basketball. Maybe I don't know if he, I don't know if he's monetarily minded right now. He might. He's pretty. I don't, not different, but like he, he, I don't think his goals are solely based in making money. Right, right. So maybe, maybe he goes like a spiritual route. He wants to find a higher being, or maybe he goes into like a more introspective route. He wants to find himself, or maybe he just wants to spend more time with his family or his wife. Like him and his wife had turmoil a couple of years ago, like in two thousand four, because in Colorado he had like a sexual assault charge, and they were right. going through it pretty bad. So maybe I don't know. He he has a lot of time. And whatever he does do, he'll give it like 175%. Right, right. So, I don't know. I couldn't agree with you more now that you like you put it in that. I, I think you had a more like empathetic uh, thought process on that of like like what he would be thinking at this point in time. Yeah. I, I do think, I don't think, I think he's pretty complacent with money. It, it, well, I'm not saying him specifically. I'm just saying anybody who's going to retire with a ton of money like that. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think most of the time they, they, yeah, they might be thinking about like how can I expand this empire? How can I grow this into something greater, but you're probably right. Like, I, I feel like I would be searching for another hobby, another passion, yeah. or the spiritual route, the introspective, or tightening, uh, strengthening my relationships with other friends or family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're totally right. I, I agree with that. Yeah, shout out to Kobe Bryant. Shout out. Shout out to basketball. So, who do you think the best baseball player of all time is? Uh, probably, probably Barry Bonds. He's he was an insane, incredible. He's got seven MVPs. He's got. I've got a Barry Bonds jersey on the way. No way. Yeah, Barry Bonds pirate jersey. But I don't know. He's just. He's just better than other people were, and that's that's a hot take. People don't like Barry Bonds, obviously, because of the steroid allegations. But do you believe that that actually happened? Uh, uh they weren't proven. I don't know. Right. I don't, I don't know much of the details between I mean, I don't know. That as well. I'd say 95% of people believe that it happened. Wow. Yeah, 95% of people who care and have read, like, the dockets and whatnot. That's something I was really interested in when I was, like, 12. Okay. Now, not so much. If I When I was 12 years old, I probably would have been like, I, oh, Barry Bonds took steroids, like, banned him from the sport. Uh... There's no need for that in the sport. Now I'm a lot more relaxed on it. Uh, I don't want people to harm their bodies for it, but I mean, to each his own. They're all sovereign beings. They can do what they want. <laughs> I'm, I'm a believer in autonomy. But yeah, I think Barry Bonds is definitely the best baseball player of all time. He's very good at every facet of the game. Like, I don't know. Just, that's fair, and in, in regardless, like whenever he was considered to take steroids, like before that, he was still a great baseball player. Yeah, he won three MVPs with the Pirates. I mean, he was just really good. 
Right. Actually, I don't know if he won three MVPs. So if he did, I'm a genius. But if he didn't, then <laughs> my bad. I don't know if he won three MVPs with the Pirates. And I'm not even sure if he won seven MVPs. Let's just put that on the record. Because <laughs> people can just go back and be like, oh, guys, wrong. Sounds like an idiot. Whatever, though. It's either you know everything or know nothing. I exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, do you think this world would be a better place if everyone... A better or a worse place if everyone in the world looked the same. Like it, uh, speaking, not not like like you like everybody looks like Debo. Okay. Like same ethnicity. Oh no, it'd be a worse place. Diversity is, pushes America forward, and America is the country I live in. So I'm going to use that. But diversity pushes America forward. Without diversity, there wouldn't be innovation. You know, because right. no one would have the need to change things. You know, but uh, like think about all the the problems and conflict that diversity creates as well. So we should just be an ethno cleansing state. We just need to find that one race or ethnicity that we like like, and then <laughs> wipe out everyone. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it brings problems, but you'd have the you'd have problems within you sit you have problems within the same ethnic group. True. True. Yeah, I mean. And, and uh, we, we actually discussed this uh, question the other day on uh, episode number 35. Shout out to episode 35, promoting a little, little co-promoting. You know. Just inter-promoting, you know, <laughs> making and money. money. Undeniably, this world would be a lot less interesting. Yeah. Like, it, it just if everybody looked the same, every, it would be a lot less interesting. But also, people, people, like you said, people would find problems. And if, if the problem isn't race necessarily, then it would become religion. Like in Northern Ireland... Uh, like everybody, like the, the Asian population is like the largest and it's like, I don't know, like 1% or something crazy small. Like it's mm -hmm. literally just all white people. Mm -hmm. And their biggest problem over there is the Protestants versus uh, Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's like, that, that's the equivalent of here, like where racial relations aren't the greatest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people will find a reason to be mad at other people. That's how the world works. That's probably what's keeping the world spinning. No, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would. Hate, hate, hate motivates. We've we've spoken on it earlier. Hate motivates. True. So it's kind of the same like principle as like like benefiting. You can benefit from hate, and you can benefit from pain as well. Like mm -hmm. like running away from pain towards something else. Like you can use that to grow. Same. I guess in the same way. It's not the healthiest, but you could no. use hate to like motivate you through like hard times. Like. Like fuck those kids in high school. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna make it, man. I'm, I'm gonna make I'm it sure as, at this rapping thing. I'm sure it's driven a lot of people. <laughs> totally, but yeah, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. But if you get there, you get there. I don't know. If you get to where you're wanting to go, and your gas tank was full filled with hate as opposed to love, you still got there. Right. So. But do you think the feeling on the other side is gonna be? Equally as just, gratifying. Yeah. Uh, mm, mm, mm. That's actually a good question. I don't know. I'm not either. I, I think I think you would find out through the process that that hate wasn't the answer, and I think it would inevitably lead to maybe not inevitably, but it would it would lead to some truth that maybe you should it, you would do the parallel opposite and maybe just still more love in your life. I don't know. Love's a need to love. Uh, it's probably not the hardest thing, or it's probably not the easiest thing to just find. Right? I mean, love begets love. You have to be around love to experience it, I feel like. And if you're just not in a place where it's 
where it's happening, and then fuck, you might be screwed. Yeah. So just give up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Or, or are they? Are these people actually getting motivated by hate, or are they getting motivated by the lack of love? Hmm. Hmm. Probably hate. I feel like that's the stronger, the stronger uh, force. True. That's gonna. Yeah, a lot more energy is gonna drive from that. Yeah, like hate is an active. Like, as you have to actively hate somebody. Like, you can't feel indifferent about them. You have to. You have to hate them. Right. Uh, just being completely devoid of love is. Just, no energy used at all. Uh, no mind, like thought spent on it. Yeah, that's probably gonna inspire more like inaction than mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, that's true. And we we've all been there. I mean, like like hate. Well, I know I've I've been there as well. Like where hate's motivated me to do things, and then in in result, it's made me realize that the only answer is love, sure. and that you can't really you can't really be motivated by anything. But hate does it, a lot of energy kind of stems from hate. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What do you think the opposite of love is? Oh, yeah. Love and hate are similar parallels. I mean, they're very, very similar. It's probably the same emotion. So I'd say hate is a little more passionate, but you can passionately love people. I like, I like, like, chill love people. It's like, yeah, I love you. It's not like, I fucking love you. <laughs> but I can be like, I fucking hate you. And, and not necessarily people, but like, just sports or television shows, I feel that passionately. So I guess the, the the opposite of love is probably like apathy, just not caring about something at all. That's what that's what I would agree with as well. Just just the lack of, of caring about it at all. Yeah, no mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, kind of a um, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that that if you, but at the same time on the parallel, if you if you hate somebody and you all you send them is hate. Sometimes I mean, girls kind of work like this. Like if you if you got to push them away, all you're doing is bring them right back. You know what I mean? Like the the whole psychology. Sure. A little bit. Yeah, I, I guess that could inspire. I don't, I don't know, but I, I would agree. I think apathy would be the same. Yeah, I think uh, that'd be the opposite of the parallel. Mm-hmm. What what activities in life make you feel the most alive? Huh. The activities that. I participate in the most I or like just me living vicariously through things like I play video games that's not actually me doing anything I'm living vicariously through whichever character I'm using and I watch television I watch movies and that's not me doing anything I'm just spectating people living their fictional lives do you like getting lost in a story like that? Uh, yeah, immersion is cool. Like, but I take myself. What's the word for that? Immersion. Yeah, like I'm getting immersed in somebody yeah, else. Yeah, okay, okay. Like into a story. Uh, I don't particularly do that. I'm. I take myself out of it a lot. Like by just thinking, why would somebody do this? As opposed to like just going on the ride. Like I just think a lot about the uh, the stories and whatnot. Do you like to like kind of psychoanalyze characters? Uh, I don't try to do that as much because I, I'll just be very wrong. But yeah, I guess everyone does it. You just think, why would someone do that? It's kind of the beauty of a fictional story, though. Like, kind of... It's up for like, interpretation. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But activity that makes me feel most alive, I don't know, being alive, probably. There you go. I have no clue. Gosh. Does I don't that know. motivate you? Like, the, just the... Is it like the like gratitude for life itself and how... 
how like we're all here kind of by chance and we're yeah. all extremely grateful to be here. Well, I we only get one life. You do only have one life. Uh, I'd say I'm probably I'm I'm appreciative to be alive, to be in like born in the position I was born in, like just not impoverished. There are people who weren't born in America who are struggling. There are people who are born in America struggling. True. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess I'm appreciative to be alive, and that within itself is probably what makes me feel most alive, which is just a really cop out answer, but whatever. <laughs> no, I think it's a good answer. I think it's yeah. a good answer. <laughs> would you say? Would you say uh, the paradox of death makes you like kind of like the inevitable? destination of death like yeah. does that motivate you to like so only, does that inspire action at all within you it's the only guarantee of life uh i think it i think for a lot of people death uh inspires the opposite since it is inevitable there's nothing you can do to prevent it uh people it, it drives people to just not care about life or not take it as seriously okay or it inspires the opposite to where it drives people to just take full advantage of life and really grab by the horns I'd say I'm probably in the middle okay I'm like yeah life is cool death is going to happen I've never thought about it that way like it, it can actually inspire like inaction mm -hmm. wow it's well do you think that's a in response so so the two parallel opposites would be if you're accepting it if you fully accept death and that it is inevitable, it's going to happen to each and every one of us, then you're going to respond by taking action. And if you take, if you kind of resist it and almost become fearful of death and resist, resist the nature of it, do you think that's going to inspire inaction? No, I think the first one, I think you fully accept the fact that death is going to happen can inspire both. It can go either way. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I think uh, if you think death is definitely going to happen, you just aren't... Uh, like nihilism, that's like basically what... What is it, nihilism? Yeah. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, that's like nihilists. They realize that... Not realize, because it's not the absolute truth, but their truth is that what we do on earth doesn't really matter we're just going to die anyway you can look it up on so the, the idea of up, like purposelessness yeah okay yeah it's kind of counterintuitive but yeah it is but yeah so the the, the they just don't think there's a purpose how do you spell it not n-i-h-i-l-s-n n-i-h oh, i actually came up yeah what is a nihilistic delusion I have no clue. So, what are your thoughts? Do you do you think life has a purpose? Do you or do you are you more uh, nihilist side? Mm, see, I'm not a nihilist. I know that I'm not a nihilist because that would be so sad. It would. I'm not saying nihilists are sad. I'm just saying nihilism. Yeah, but they're pretty fucking pessimistic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nihilism. Typically, <laughs> nihilism as a as an idea is like to me, it just sounds pretty sad, but. I'd say I'm like I said earlier. I think I think I'm in the in the middle. Like I'm not. I'm really not a nihilist, and I don't feel any purposelessness. But I don't. I don't like. I'm not the most motivated person, despite the fact that I know that I'll eventually die. I could die tomorrow. I could have died yesterday. But uh, that that's not something that drives me. Like the inevitability of death isn't something that drives me. Okay. Okay. So. It's interesting. I know, like people like uh, Kanye drives him a lot, and a lot of other people. But 
That's interesting that, uh, and I, I know personally it drives me as well. That's just interesting that it, it doesn't like inspire action. And it, maybe it's fear-based within me. Like if I'm, because it's, it's like, I've kind of accepted the, the, that death is going to happen and that I realize that time is the most valuable resource. It's the most, I mean, it's non-renewable resource. It's finite. Extremely finite, extremely. And that, that's, maybe it's fear. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's a fear, but maybe that's what it is. That's driving the action. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's fear is probably a word you could use for it. Fear is probably a word. You, I, I don't know if you see. You're not afraid of death, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm you, not. You'd probably be more afraid of the fact that you haven't accomplished what you want to accomplish prior to dying. That's or right. As, or as much as you can accomplish. That might be what it is. Yeah, I mean. Because I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily afraid of dying, but people are probably afraid of dying prior to figuring out what their purpose is or completing that purpose, which is fair. Do you think the fear of death is irrational? Uh, no, because it, it is a genuinely, or it can be like a genuinely scary thing. Isn't it the, isn't like public speaking the number one fear and then number two is death? I didn't know people dislike. I mean, I assume public speaking was up there. I didn't know people liked it less than death. <laughs> uh, man, public speaking get a bad rap out of it. <laughs> but uh, no, that would make sense. I don't. I don't think it's an irrational fear, though. I think public speaking probably isn't an irrational fear either. Speaking in front of people can be hard. Right. And death is probably hard too. I guess whenever it's the norm of the masses to fear death, because I would say the majority of people would fear death. Yeah. To some extent, some degree. Uh, I, I mean, probably everybody does to some degree. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that. But. <laughs> well, you know, you lose your train of thought sometimes. Uh, happens to the best of us. Uh, I don't know. People, people being afraid of death makes sense, especially when people... Like haven't really died around you, uh-huh. and it, it's so novel. Like I remember the first time someone who I communicated with every day had died, and I was like, "This is it was, wow. it, was it was different." And I, death scared the hell out of me for a little bit after that because I realized how, uh, like how just conclusive it was at the end. Like that's it. And how quick you can just take somebody you love away from yeah. you like that. So. I guess as you experience it more and more, people probably grow, I don't know, more calloused and about it, towards it. And they might fear it less. Maybe they fear it more. I don't know. That was a little tangent. I'm not even sure if that made sense. Well, off that, off that tangent, do you think that death has made you kind of reconsider the way you treat people? Because I, I think you're, one thing I admire about you, I think you treat... Every single person with a lot of respect. Well, I think you just—I just try to treat people well in general. I don't—I don't think it has anything to, to do with death. It doesn't pertain to death. I don't think. Like, what do you think it derives from? Uh, I just wouldn't want to be treated poorly. Just uh, the golden rule kind of deal. Yeah. No, I think the golden rule—the golden rule is definitely golden for a reason. It's—it's yeah, it's yeah. a pretty good rule. Like. I've been treated poorly. I was like, man, that sucks. I've also treated people poorly, and I felt like, man, that sucks. I wouldn't want, it, want that to be me. So, and you don't feel good after it. No, and I do. I do make fun of my friends, but it's in jest. Like it's it's a joke. It's all based on love, yeah. Yeah, I, that's how guys are, though. Yeah, absolutely. Like I tried 
Can't shoot your shit. You shoot shit with the buddies, like. Exactly. So, but other than that, I don't really want to treat any stranger. Like, I'm not the most, like, gleeful person. Like, people have said I'm monotone. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm, so I'm not, like, super enthusiastic or anything. But I still try to be nice. Like. Totally. Just do whatever I feel is right at the moment. You know what you're pretty good at is, uh, <laughs> like, kind of, like, finding a stranger and just bullshitting. Oh, yeah. No, you're I used to really do that good at that. Oh, yeah, I used to do that a lot. Just feed them a line <laughs> until they're completely full. My favorite one was, hey, I'm Keegan McHugh. I play for Scott Gallagher. Yeah. I'm on the best soccer team. I'm the best soccer player in the state. Like, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a Keegan McHugh tweet. Oh, like a month ago, I'm like, Key McHugh, how do I know who that is? How do I know who that is? And I remember that. It was uh, Greg Winnegar. And, and uh, was it Mark Bain, too? No, was it Mark Bain? I think it was. It was that day at the Highway Case. Yeah, yeah. Fields. It might have been. It was either Greg and Mark Bain or Greg and that one kid who goes to most state, whose name I can't remember. Brendan Ellerbrox? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a good time. I'm awful at soccer. There's no MP. Because we were out on a soccer field, you like had to back it up with your skills. Yeah, <laughs> I'm awful at soccer. Those dudes are like, oh man, Kim Q's much worse than I thought he would. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because whenever we used to go play soccer, uh, summer 2014, like you, you didn't really like playing that much. No, what? you like you like watching it though. No, I watch. It's just tiring. True. It's, it's a lot of work, and I'm not good at it. So, well, I think I think uh, what I've picked up on it is like from playing with people that have played their entire lives versus playing with people that like have only played a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's I think it's weird. Like it's a very unusual unusual like type of coordination. Yeah. With your feet, like it's something like I don't know if I if I didn't repetitively like work on it so much, I it, it would just feel very unnatural. I would assume. Understand. I completely understand because I watch people play basketball that don't play it often. They just want to pick up a ball and dribble it, and I can dribble pretty well. I'm like, why can't this person? You got just, handles. You have handles. Like, why can't this person just dribble like me? And then I realize, like, I mean, if they had started when they were like six and just dribbled with one hand, then the other hand, then back and forth, like a couple times every day, they'd be fine. Right. But they just picked up a basketball for the first time in eight months right now, and it, it'll look unnatural. It's just—it's it, like you said. It's drilled into you. Like, it's the fundamental truth with like anything. Uh-huh. Same thing with the golf swing, a Great, baseball swing. Some people are just naturals at things or everything. Some people just pick, take the things quickly. Right. But, are you know. are you kind of that way? Do you pick up things pretty simply, or are you more like uh, you, you work hard and then and then get good at them? Mm, I think everything that I'm good at, I'm good at like innately. Like I was just born being good at those things and everything I'm bad at I'm innately bad at like I don't think there are things that I'll just not be good at okay, that okay. that's fair like uh, I've never been bad at math but it's much harder for me to pick up on math than any other subject so I'll I have like a tendency to just not even try with it you know what I'm saying yeah because it yeah. doesn't come quickly it's like so you'd rather focus on your strengths, kind of. Not even that. It's something that it's 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 like okay, if something's easy to me, then I'll do it. But if something's not easy to me, then I won't do it. it doesn't even have to be hard to me. Okay. It can just be not easy. 
So that's not the whole truth. That's just specifically with math. But uh, yeah, so things things sometimes come to me and sometimes they don't. But I don't think I'm a quick learner. Okay. Yeah. Just like a more like an overtime learner. Yeah, probably. Okay. If if it's a concept that's familiar, like, or I can bring it to something that's like under my umbrella of d doing well. Say it's like, uh, I don't know, like writing. If it's like, okay, you have to write, like, instead of a haiku, you can, like, write, like, a free-form poem. I could probably do that, pick up on that pretty quickly, but it's on the under the writing umbrella, and I'm a pretty decent writer. Okay. But if it's something like, okay, uh, you know how to do algebra, here's a logarithm. Even though it's under the algebra umbrella that I'm – it's under the algebra umbrella that I'm already not good at, and I won't pick up on that quickly. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of the idea, like, if you ever heard, like, I think there are, like, 16 different types of intelligence yeah, or something like, that. something like that. Do you, do you believe in that? Do you think that's a... Uh, I don't... I don't think there's one form of intelligence, so 16... Yeah, everybody likes sense. to classify everything. I mean, 16, 30, 100, 150. I mean, you can be smart in different ways. Totally. So... That's what I think. I'm, I'm fully convinced that, like, every person kind of was given, like, a gift, and whether that's intellect or physicality or whatever, but I think I think everybody, especially, like, learning, like, through this podcast, I'm kind of learning, like, everybody's brain just works a little bit different. I yeah. think everybody can kind of find a niche, whether, whatever it is. I, I think anybody could be good at something. Exactly. Somebody, everybody has gifts. Absolutely. And there isn't just one rule book set in way way to be smart like it's not just books it's not just it's not just math or like you can like you said like kinetically you can be smart like just using your body like that's a way of, a form of intelligence just being fluid um, I don't think everybody nobody's good at everything either like everybody yeah like we all I mean we all we all know the stereotype of the, the person who's very very coordinated very good athlete just it just comes easy to them, but maybe they're not necessarily good at school or something like yeah. that. Like usually there are parallels to where you're you're good at something and not good at the other. Sure, sure. I mean there are well-rounded people who are like just probably good at most of the things, but it it would be hard to be good at everything. But are they ever an expert at anything? Jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, true. I don't know. Probably. There, there's seven billion people. They're probably, true, probably true. one who's like just getting everything. <laughs> but no, I, I get it. Like for the most part, most people, if you are well-rounded, it'd, it'd be hard to be great at one thing because you have to stretch yourself in so many areas already. Can't really devote yourself to one thing. But it's actually it's a kind of reminds me of a quote that is actually pretty applicable to you as well. Uh, it's a Benjamin Franklin quote. It's along the lines like. Know a lot about a little, know a little about a lot. And that, that's re referring to, like, a good conversationalist. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of the same idea as, like, being an expert in anything, like mastering any craft. Yeah. No, that is actually a pretty good quote. I'm, I can never remember quotes. Really? Yeah. You pulled out, like, three. Did I really? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. It's probably because, uh, like, two years ago I was uh, I was obsessed with quotes and I was, I was just looking them all up and I would go through reading, like, I went through like Chance the Rapper, um, I don't know, Steve Jobs, like across the board, just mm -hmm. like anybody I kind of look up to in any way, shape, or form. 
and uh, I like printed them all out and like put them on a piece of paper, like a big poster board. And whatever works. Yeah, true. I quit using that. I I used to hang up in my room, and I'm like, yeah, this looks tacky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, who cares? You know. True. You, if, but if you want to take it down, you should taking it down. But that would probably drill some quotes in your head. True. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Going through and like reading them all, and then looking at them all, and then seeing them on the wall. Which I, I wouldn't even look at them whenever they're on the wall. So I'm just like, yeah, why, why do I have this even hanging up? <laughs> I just kind of like took all this time and then never looked at them. <laughs> just putting in a lot of work for nothing. Pretty I've, much. I've been there. Oh, yeah. I've absolutely been there. Oh, gosh darn it. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I have one more question. If everyone said what they're actually thinking, what do you think would happen to society? Uh, do you think there's any value in lying? Or? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. All right, so veracity, like being honest, is something like being transparent is something that the country, every country, everybody lacks. Truly, like no one's truly transparent. Right. Uh, thing is, man, I don't, a lot of people that you you just don't want them to be transparent. Like it's not for the, everyone's best interest if they are. What does transparent mean? Just uh, completely see through. Like they're not hiding anything. Like you have nothing okay. to hide. Like uh, so, just being completely honest. Okay. Okay. Right. So, uh, is it in the country's best interest if? say the president whoever he is is completely transparent like completely like we just know everything Ooh, it's really not granted i don't think they should be doing things where the public shouldn't like would be would be would be a detriment to the public like so but if they're keeping like secrets from us that makes sense uh, I, I just don't i don't know being truthful and like it's ideally a good thing and in practice it isn't it doesn't work quite as well but you should you should be honest with everyone including yourself but i'm just saying there are times where being completely honest probably isn't the best maybe i'm just saying like i'm a shady person maybe i'm just not a good person it's like, <laughs> it's like man <laughs> well, you, you kind of see in that way like you, you're pretty transparent i would say uh but I, like you said, I don't think anybody's completely transparent. Yeah. Like, there's no way everybody could be, like, 100%. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're, they're, nobody likes to be vulnerable. No. That's that's the one thing. When you are truthful, you are vulnerable. You do open yourself up. You open your, yourself up to critique or to hear something that you didn't want to hear. Totally. So. And I guess... That's just uh, along the lines of running towards comfort and away from discomfort. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be... Like, whenever you're vulnerable, it's very uncomfortable. Absolutely. So if you can... But there there are some benefits if you can open yourself up to critique or something like that. Constructive criticism. Make yourself a better person. Try it. Or right. better at whatever your craft is. It's a G. Another quote. Yeah. <laughs> I, a lot of these are music, though. It's That's fair. Jeezy. Yeah, criticism. Uh, what, what I'm about to say is obvious, but criticism worth a lot more than compliments. And I, I believe that. I believe yeah, that's that fair. To... I would definitely believe that criticism can be. Gotta break more. yourself down to grow. Right? Yeah. You know, so. True. I don't know. 
Hopes. Shout out to G Easy. Shout out. Shout, shout out to Young Gerald from uh from Oakland. Young and Damned or something. Beautiful and the Damned, right? Yeah. I think it's like a it's a book or something that he based it off of. I don't listen yeah. to a lot of G Easy, but he is a tall guy, so shout out to that. Yeah. Was he like six five or something? I don't know, he's pretty tall. He's pretty s- slender. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's slender man. Mm, wouldn't hey, wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Conspiracy, I think. You heard it here first. Yeah, absolutely. On this podcast, and we're going to get down to the bottom of it. Oh, yeah. Off camera. <laughs> off, off, off the record. A lot of, a lot of uh, critical thinking, a lot of investigation that's going down. Right? Absolutely. See, the behind the scenes, that's what the people don't see. That's what they don't see. We're putting, we're putting in a lot of work trying to figure <laughs> out who g Easy really is. And they sleeping on us. Sleep. Y'all sleep. <laughs> we're about to be an alarm clock. Wake up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cheesy. Yeah, no, right, yeah, we'll cut that out. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, is, there, is there anything, um, any I, last words that he... I don't, I don't know. Uh, stay, uh, stay in school. Stay or, in school. Or, or don't. Either one. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that is the best option, though. I mean... Yeah. Acting like everybody else. Huh? Or do what's best for you. No, those are my final words. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Undeniably true. Well, uh, well, I do want to say this. I think, I think, any, any send off words I'd have for you. I think, I think you have one of the best memories of anybody I've met, and I really wish the best for you. I think you. Thank you. I think you're gonna do some pretty cool things. Thank you. And it, I think you have a very unique mind. Like it was uh, a very. I guess grateful, I'd say. Like, you're one of those people, like, growing up, I'm extremely grateful I got to know. And, yeah, I just, I just wish the best for you, and I think you're going to do well. And I, I also think you have one of the best memories I've ever met. Thank you. You and Michael O'Shea both. You guys have just incredible memories. Yeah, I'd be remembering stuff. People sleep, but I'd, I'd be remembering. <laughs> I definitely do remember things. It's cool. It's like a blessing and a curse. There are things I'd like to forget, but it comes in handy a lot with like just trivial facts that will never ever ever help me out in life. <laughs> like just dumb sports facts that's like, what yeah you're incredibly good at like the do you, do you think that summer you spent like between uh eighth grade and freshman year of high school do you think that kind of helped you like ingrain things into your memory a little bit more no i, I discovered wikipedia and like Second grade, I was just. That's when I discovered Pornhub. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. See, we're on the same wavelength. But uh, I'd say I started using Wikipedia. I would just look up. I was really big into WWE, so I'd look up WWE wrestlers and I would read their whole bio. So I did that for like a month, and then I ran out of WWE wrestlers. So then I moved on to other things. I started using Wikipedia for other other avenues, like other things that I was interested in. And I was like, oh, well, what, what about baseball? So I'd just look up baseball players' bios. Okay, there are hyperlinks on Wikipedia, so I'd just click on another baseball player. That caught my eye. So that really just – that was like just an influx of knowledge all – or not knowledge, just uh, things. And your brain kind of adapted to that taking in all that information yeah. to feed your curiosity? Yeah, absolutely. I was just curious about people. Like, uh, this was a huge thing when I was a kid. Uh, I, if someone was from Texas, I was born in Texas, so if someone was born in Texas, I would immediately like be like, oh, that's really cool. I could probably rattle off like 10 people in, in different arenas from Texas because that was so of something that I was so obsessed with as a kid. Like, 
uh, like fellow Texans. Okay. Like big names around the area, or no, no, no like, uh, like, uh, hmm, like in sports, like in soccer. Clint Dempsey is from Texas. Right. Okay, so I I would know that because I would look up on the internet. I'd look up Lyndon Donovan. I'd look up someone else. I'd look up oh, Clint on Clint Dempsey. Where's he from? Texas, and I would just stick with me, be just because he's from Texas and I'm from Texas, and I would get like mildly excited. Right, right. I'd try to go find other Texans. Like, oh my goodness, this guy's from the same area I am. Yeah. But that you think that kind of excited you because like you're like, wow, he had the same external conditions as I did, or not, similar. And not really. It just excited me because I was infatuated by Texas. And I still kind of am. I just uh, it's like probably my first love. Really? Yeah. Well, that's your baseball team. Yeah, we are. Football, football teams, basketball team. Teams. Wait, who's who, basketball? Who's who's there? The Spurs and the Texas. Oh, San Antonio. I mm-hmm. didn't think about that. Yeah. And what was the second team? Oh, uh, the Longhorns, like college basketball. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, wait, I've never heard of that. I was yeah. thinking pro. Yeah, but uh, absolutely, absolutely obsessed. Big Texas guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that's another thing too. Another compliment I'll send you away. Uh, it very uh, your curiosity is taking you far, and I, I, it's almost like your your memory is like adapted to feed your curiosity. Yeah, and I think that that curiosity that you have in your open mindedness, I think it's going to take you far. I do like learning way. about things, and I'll listen to other people when they're trying to explain something. Like I'll admit when I'm ignorant on a subject, which is a lot, which is like pretty often. There's just a lot of things that people don't know. So much. Like so much. Uh, there's a lot of things. There are a lot of things that I don't know about. Like, uh, Bryce just knows a ton of stuff, so, like, he'll educate me on, like, technological things or things going on in the, like, in the, polit- like, the political, I don't know, whatever, what's going on in politics at the time. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but, it pays to be informed. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta have good people around you, I guess. Absolutely. Well, um... Yeah, I'd say I'm good. <laughs> I kind of want to get Bryce in this at the end. Oh no, he's pretty tired. He's not. I just no. I just thought it'd be funny to put the camera. Oh on yeah, you do that. You do that. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, here's Debo. There's Bryce. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for watching. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, have a good day. Another one in the books. Another one in the books. <laughs> Episode number 37, I believe.